0: The message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olale of Oikea Christian Centre Remain blessed as you listen Let's do a brief recap before we go into what we're going to be teaching today. We said um, on Monday that the Bible is a Christocentric document. We looked at St. Luke 24, 24 to 27, St. Luke 24 and 44, and John 5, 39. We saw that Jesus unveiled the writings of the Old Testament which were concerning him. Alright, he said, look at St. Luke's Gospel 24, and verse 24 into 27. Quickly, he said these things were written in the law, all right, and in the prophets. Some of those, okay, no, no, why are you using HCSV, the King James Version, please? All right, and setting up with them which were with us went to the sepulchre and found it even so as the women had said, but him they saw not. Can we read verse 25 together? One, two, go. Then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. So we saw that every single thing, praise God, all right, that Jesus did in the Gospels were the fulfillment of what the prophets had said in their prophecies and what um, um, the law of Moses, all right, was um, representing in the typologies and in the shadows. So we said that. the Old Testament is in the New Testament revealed, and the New Testament is in the Old Testament concealed. Remember that? Remember that. We said the New Testament is in the Old Testament concealed, and the Old Testament is in the New Testament revealed. So we saw that the scriptures are a continuum. Hallelujah. The scriptures are a continuum. When you look at the um, writings of the New Testament, praise God we well, look at the writings of the New Testament, we are able to see or write references from the Old Testament. If the Old Testament um, so if the New Testament was not able to explain the Old Testament, it would mean that the spirit behind the Old Testament is different from the spirit behind the New Testament. Are you seeing that? So the very fact that you are able to read the New Testament and understand the Old Testament lets you know that both the Old Testament and the New Testament were spirit-inspired writings. Second Timothy 3:16, he says, All scripture was written by the word inspiration of God, and it is what profitable. Hallelujah. Profitable. So when you read the New Testament, the New Testament explains the Old Testament. Hallelujah. They explains the Old Testament. You know, one of the things I wanted to show you. Remember, we said that any single subject matter in the scriptures has its roots in shadows, all right, or as a typology in the writings of Moses, but now has its roots, all right, as a prophecy in the writings of the prophets. So, for example, concerning tongues, Isaiah chapter 28, verse 11. What do we find? We find that Isaiah prophesies about tongues. Isaiah prophesies about tongues. So in the prophecy of Isaiah, we are able, praise God, to look at what he said about tongues, then when tongues now came into the picture, we are now able to see the fulfillment of the prophecy. Praise the Lord. All right, don't, don't, just bear with me. I'm going to go a bit slow tonight. All right, I'm very, very, very strong. (laughs) Praise God. You know, when you push your body too much, your body will tell you, Rest. Don't worry, after the service, I'll go, man, and rest, and sleep. Rest well. Praise God. Now, you know, so we, we, we've seen Isaiah 28 11, all right, the prophecies concerning tongues. So you may now ask, Where is the typology in the writings of Moses concerning tongues? Turn to Genesis 11. Now, I'm going to show you something very, very powerful. Alright, I'm sure that you would, you might, may not have seen this before. Genesis 11, and verse 1. And the whole earth was of one word, language. Was of one language and of one speech. Notice, one language and one speech. Okay? Now, next verse. And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east day that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. Verse 3. I read one to go. He says what? And they said one to another, go to let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime at the for mortar. Ah, huh. one. five. And they said, go to let us build us a city and a tower. Now notice something. They were talking about building. All right. They were talking about what? Building. They were talking about building. He said, let us build us a city and a tower. Whose top may reach unto heaven. Now, I hope you know that when they said, "Whose top may reach unto heaven, he was not talking about, you know, many people think that they were trying to build the tower uh, for it to reach the heaven of God. Uh, you know, I, I, mean, if you, I think it was the Jehovah Witnesses book that, that said that, that, you know, no, the, the word heaven here is the Hebrew, shamayim. Shamayim, all right, is talking about the sky. All right, they wanted to build a skyscraper. Praise God! All right, that's what they wanted to build. And if you look at the pyramids of Egypt, the pyramids of Gaza, they, they, you can see that same sentiment in what they built. Praise God. Now he said, "Let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the earth." Now, verse five. Everybody read one to go. He says, "And the Lord came down to see the city." Now, there's something called <laughs> you know the Bible says, "And the Lord came down." I mean, you know that that's not possible. The Lord doesn't come down to see. Praise God. God is everywhere. Amen. So he doesn't need to come down. This is um, a language in, um, in writing called anthropomorphism. All right. Anthropomorphism. In anthropomorphism, all right, you give, you communicate, all right, you give um, humanity. All right. The, you give a being. For example, when you say, the, the Lord was wrought with this person. And the the anger of the Lord was kindled, you know, things like that. All of those things were communications of, um, the the writer trying to communicate um, God's response, but he uses the mannerisms of a man to explain it. Praise the Lord. All right. So he said, and the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men built. Now notice they were building something. Next verse. And the Lord said, behold, the people is one. Notice this. Behold, the people is one. And they have all one language. Pay attention. They have all one language. And this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to what? To do. Now notice something. They wanted to build a tower. They wanted to build a city. Hallelujah. And God saw it and said, all right, they would be able to do what they want to do. They they are going to be able to build the city because they have one language. The oneness and the unity they have is due to the fact that they speak one language. Praise the Lord. Now, I want you to imagine this. They want to build a tower, all right? Uh, This guy says to this guy, hey, pass the break. They can understand each other. So in their communication and in their having one language, they are able to build that tower. So you now begin to find that there is a connection between the speaking and the building. Are you following? I'm going somewhere with this. There's a connection between what the speaking and the building. You see what we find in this scripture is that God is speaking using typologies. It is the reason that Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 says he that speaketh in an unknown tongue edified what himself. What is edify? Edify means to build. Hallelujah. It's a Greek word, oikodomio. So that means what these guys were doing in building the tower is what you are doing when you speak in tongues. Are you following? You are building up yourself just as they were building up a tower. Are you following? Are you following? Now, notice what he said. He said the people are one. Now, because they were one, it meant they had the same spirit, Because they are one, it meant they had the same vision. Because they are one, it meant that they had the same what? They had the same what? Language. Praise the Lord. They had the same language. Now, let's now continue. Hold on, before we go on. Because I'm going to now link this to the new creation. Because this, what you have seen here, when it says, and the Lord said, behold, the people is one, and they have all one language, and this they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have what imagined to do. Now, when we're looking at these guys, we see it in a negative side, in a negative light. Now, take it away from them, take your mind away from them, and come to the church. Praise God. Hallelujah. When you have people that have the Spirit of God, they speak one language because we're going to see later on that speaking in tongues is speaking a language. What language is speaking in tongues? Speaking in tongues is speaking the language called what? Spirit. Hallelujah. The language is what? Spirit. That's what it is. Hallelujah. So it says, and nothing will be restrained from them, which they have what? Imagined to do. How many of you realize that this was the, if you study the Acts of Apostles, this is the description of the early church? How many of you notice that? Because what the fallen man lost in the language being scattered and confusion coming amongst them. Okay, let me, let's explain this. Hallelujah. Okay. Remember in scripture, the Bible says, right in Genesis, it says that In the day you eat of the tree of this fruit, you shall surely what? Die. All right? You shall surely die. And we said that death is not the cessation of existence. Death is what? Death is what? Separation. So, there are three types of death. There is physical death. In physical death, your spirit man is separated from your body. Hallelujah. So that means that in physical death, you exist in another reality, Away from your body, you did not cease to exist because you left your body. Spiritual death is separation from the Holy Ghost. All right, all men who have not received Jesus are spiritually dead. Hallelujah. Then eternal death is all right—being separated from God forever if the man dies without Jesus. Praise God. So now these guys, because Adam had rejected, all right, eternal life. Okay, in Genesis, in Genesis chapter number three, amen, I'm sure you already know that that's what happened. Hallelujah. All right, the Bible says, by one man, sin entered into the world, and what? Death by sin. Praise God. All right, so death there meaning separation. So Adam was separated from God. He was separated from uh, from eternal life. Now, what we now find is that death was now being expressed in everything man did. So you find Abel and Cain, Okay, they were brothers together. Then death came, in that Cain killed Abel. So there's separation of fellowship. Hallelujah. Are you seeing that? So you now begin to show in every single thing that had to do with man, man could not walk together. So what you now found here is that when their languages were confused, all of men were what? Separated. So the confusion of their languages was actually the result of spiritual, all right, spiritual death. Hallelujah, hallelujah, all right, was actually the result of spiritual death. So you find that what man lost at Babel, where he had one language, where he had one spirit, hallelujah, all right, and he was building a tower, God was able to restore it in the day of Pentecost in Acts of Apostle chapter 2. Because in Acts of Apostles chapter 2, the men received the Holy Spirit, and when they received the Holy Spirit, they all could now speak spirit. Hallelujah. And because we had one language, they were not able to take the nations of the world, all right, together, because nothing was going to be difficult for them to achieve. Do you know that when we come together and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost? Hallelujah. All right. We are praying in one language. We are praying in one language. Hallelujah. We are praying in one language. All right. That language is the Spirit. And as we are praying in that language, praying in that language, hallelujah, all right, we're getting things done. We're getting things done. No opposition can stand against us successfully. Hallelujah, because we are speaking one language, we are speaking the Spirit. Praise God. Praise God. All right, let's continue. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, there are different categories of tongues in Scripture. All right, we have tongues of men. All right. We have tongues of men. Tongues of men has to do, all right, with natural languages. First 1 Corinthians 13.1. one. First 1 Corinthians 13.1. Tongues of men. Then it has tongues of angels. Now we know from scripture that every single time an angel appeared, the angel communicated, all right, in the language of the person he appeared to. All right. The only time when that did not happen was when the angel of the Lord appeared as a finger, all right, in Babylon and wrote Menete of Fasin every single other time the angel of the lord would communicate daniel communicate to all those people in the language they could understand so these tongues of angels is actually something that appears only once in scripture so we cannot build a doctrine around it i, I hope you understand remember when we talked about the laws of eminentics we said all right there's love single mention there's a the log of what Double mention, all right, and there's a lot of what? Emphatic mention. So if something is mentioned only once, you cannot build a doctrine around it. Praise God. Now, first Corinthians 131. Everybody we want to go. It says what? Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have no charity, I am become a sounding brass, or what, tinkling symbol. So we have the tongues of men. We have the tongues of angels. Then in verse, uh, the third one we have is divine tongues, or what, or mystery tongues. All right, that is mystery tongues. We explain that in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 2. Hallelujah. Now, let us now explain some things. Remember we said that... The man who is speaking in tongues, all right, he's speaking intelligently. Okay? He's not talking rubbish. It sounds like rubbish to the person who is not initiated. Hallelujah. Because when we said he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men but unto God, all right. No man understands him. Howbeit in the spirit he speaketh what? Mysteries. Mysteries is Musterion, and Musterion is talking about. The um, secret, okay, that is present among those in secret society. That's what Mysterion is. So it is a secret to those who are not a member of the society, but it is well known to those who are what, a member of society. So when you are speaking in tongues, only you and God understands what it is you are saying. Why? Because everybody outside of that fellowship is locked out. Praise God. The only person that can hear you talk in tongues and say, all right, this is what you were saying is someone who has the same spirit with you. Hallelujah. There's someone who has the Holy Ghost with you. So he goes in the Holy Ghost and takes exactly what you have said and says, this is the meaning. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Okay. So so we need to now ask ourselves certain questions. Can all speak in tongues alright, yes, we've explained that should every believer speak in tongues yes, the Bible calls tongues the sign All right, one
1: of the signs that follow them that believe, look at Mark 16, 17 Mark 16, 17
0: alright, it says what these signs shall follow them that believe in my name they shall what, cast out devils then it says they shall speak with what they shall speak with what now he says he shall speak with new tongues. now the word new there all right when it says new tongues um it's a prefix used all right before tongues in mark 16 17. all right when you look at tongues you find that there are several prefixes used all right for tongues in mark sixteen seventeen, in acts 2 4 in first corinthians 14. all right and first corinthians 12 verse 4 to 8 you have new tongues in mark 16:17 all right new tongues the word new there is kaino all right kaino means something that has never existed before praise the lord praise the lord something that has never existed before so when he says they shall speak in new tongues he is telling you very clearly that the tongues they shall speak in is not an earthly language praise the lord are you following what i'm saying It's not an earthly language, all right? It's not a language that has been spoken before because they are new tongues. New, kaino, one that has never existed before. The word kaino is used to speak to tongues, is used to speak to creation, it is used to speak to man, all right? So you have new tongues, new man, new creation, then the last one is new commandment. All right, new tongues, uh, new, um, new, to- uh, new tongues. All right, new man, new creation, and new commandment. So, what that says, kind says, is something that has never existed before. So, when he tells you, "These signs shall follow them that believe; they shall speak with new tongues," he's saying that you will have the ability to speak a language none before you have ever been able to speak. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So that's why I said the power of tongues is not in how it sounds. It's in the spirit behind it. So when the, somebody is speaking in tongues and is going ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-sa-ta-ta-ta-ta, ba ba ta, 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 ta. All right, it's new tongues. It's new tongues. It's not in how it sounds. Praise God. As I said praise God. Hallelujah, it's not in how it sounds. Glory to God.
1: Okay, wait. Everybody is Can we rise up on our feet? Yeah, rise up. Can we just speak in tongues for a few minutes? For some minutes? All right.
0: Don't speak in tongues sleepily. Speak in tongues. Don't speak in another tongue. <laughs> Hallelujah. In Jesus' name we are afraid. Amen. All right, how is it? So it says new tongue. All right, new tongue. So when he says, if any man is in Christ, he a what? New creation. All things are what? Pass away. All right, That what new creation means. All right, this creation is different from the others. It's one that has never existed before. So when he says new tongues, he's saying the tongues are different from the others. These tongues is not earthly tongues. Hallelujah! These tongues refers to tongues that have never been spoken before. Hallelujah! Why? Because they are new tongues. Because a new man, man, has been given birth to. Glory to God. Hallelujah! This man has been given birth to. So, because the man has been given birth to, Hallelujah! He is speaking glory to God a language that he has never spoken before. Praise God. Praise God. I said, praise the Lord. All right. Now, can, should everyone speak in tongues? Mark 16, 17, solely implies that. Because it said, this sign shall follow them that believe. So everyone that believes has that sign following them. So we know what we said. We said the man that has believed in Jesus has received the Spirit. And if he has received the Spirit, glory to God, he has the capacity to speak in tongues. There is no believer that cannot speak in tongues. Alright, there's no believer that does not have the capacity to speak in tongues. You just have believers, alright, who are ignorant,
1: and because of their ignorance, they don't speak in tongues. Let me show you this. First Corinthians 14. First Corinthians 14. And verse 21 into 24. First
0: Corinthians 14, 21 into 24. Now look at what he says. 21. He says in the law it is written with men of other tongues and other lips will i speak unto these people and yet for all that we did not hear me said the lord verse 22 everybody read one two go it says what wherefore tongues are for a sign not to them that what believe but to them that believe not but prophesying serveth not for them that believe not but for them which believe 23 everybody want to go it says what yeah. Into one place, and all speak with tongues, and there come in those that are unlearned, all unbelievers. We did not say that ye are mad. Now, notice something very interesting. Look back up there. He said, Listen, listen. He said, If therefore the whole church we come together into one place, and what? Talk to me now. And what? And what? So, he says, All speak with tongues. So, that means in the Corinthian church,
1: all spoke with tongues. Praise God. All oh, there was nobody that didn't. He says, and all speak with tongue.
0: Amen. And they're coming those that are unlearned or what? Unbelievers. We did not say that he are mad. Now look at that, the the two categories of people that, all right, that they don't belong to the church. That church, all right, but they might, you know, join the church. He says they are unlearned and unbelievers. So these guys, these two categories of people are those that don't speak in tongues, all right? They are called the word unlearned and the word unbelievers. Now, the word unlearned, all right, in the Greek is the word idiotis. It means someone who is what? Ignorant. Is ignorant, Is ignorant. So that means this guy is ignorant concerning spiritual things. So because he's ignorant concerning spiritual things, he doesn't speak in tongues. So if you find a believer, who doesn't speak in tongues he is what unlearned everybody say he is what he is what unlearned. unlearned so what do you do to someone who is unlearned you supply what unlearned. exactly remember we said the things of the spirit are not only caught they are what taught if you are able to teach it the people will be able to catch it hallelujah if you are able to teach it, the people will be able to what? Catch it. He says, if therefore the old church become come together into one place, and all speak with tongues, and there come in those that are un or unbelievers, we did not say that he are mad. Now, some have said Paul was saying that be, um, believers should not come together and um, speak in tongues. Now, let me explain what he is saying. What he is talking about here, the context of, um, and all speak with tongues, he is talking about, because you see, in Scripture, in First Corinthians chapter 14, all right, tongues is mentioned. All right, um, the use of tongues in First Corinthians fourteen. You have all right in First Corinthians fourteen fourteen. He said, "What is this then? I will pray with the spirit, and I will pray with the word understanding also." So that means you can pray in, with what with tongues, amen. Then he now says, "I will sing with the spirit, and I will sing with the word understanding also." So that means you can also what sing with tongues. Praise God. All right? Then you now have, all right, speak with tongues. The word speak here means to converse. Hallelujah. Converse with tongues. So that means everybody came to the church, in the Corinthian church, and instead of speaking the language everybody understood, they began to converse with
1: each other in tongues. Amen. I remember there was a time, I belonged to a fellowship, we used to do that. We just, we
0: just, you understand? So, by the time we went on like that, you couldn't even, you, you couldn't join. Do you understand? So, we just, you know, I mean, we, we were crazy, man. And because we flowed in tongues and interpretation, so sometimes we speak in tongues, alright, and the person will respond in English. Praise God. You understand? So the Corinthian church was like that. So Paul was now saying, next verse, 24, He said, we did not say that you are mad, you are mad, you know, so for example, I've had that happen in church before, where people come to our service and we are praying and we are all speaking in tongues. And someone who doesn't speak in tongues comes into the assembly, okay, and cannot flow. How many of you know what I'm talking about? So there's a prayer meeting, praise God, there's a prayer meeting, we're all praying, then the person leading prayer is just speaking in tongues. So guys, let us pray. Oh man, talk bo, it, then everybody's going, then the person that doesn't bring it down and say, What are we praying about? What are we praying about? Hallelujah. So, what Paul is trying to do is that he's saying, Let us have service in such a way that everybody in the service can be what? Built up, edified. Now, look at the next verse. He says, But if all what? Prophesy. And there come in one that believeth not, or one unlearned. He is what convinced of all. He is what? Judged of all. So the prophesy or prophecy is that you are speaking in the language the person understands. So, for example, you want to lead prayer. All right, let us know what we are praying about. Brethren, we are praying for leaders in this country. Let us pray that God will keep them and ensure that uh, the Lord will keep leading them to make the right decisions for the situation. Let us pray. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, give our leaders wisdom. Man, to korobo. You understand what I'm talking about? So that that person who doesn't speak in tongues yet, hallelujah, can flow. Praise
1: the Lord. That's how it sounds get a person talking in tongues. But you know you understand what I'm saying? thing can flow. Hallelujah. You understand? What are we praying
0: about? We are praying that um, uh, we're praying for Pastor Femi. Oh, that God will strengthen his body. And okay, yes, let us know that's what we are praying about. Then we let then we can speak in tongues after. But let us know what we are praying about. Hallelujah. So Paul was talking about the emphasis was on edification. The emphasis was on people understanding each other. Hallelujah. Amen. But we know that in the early church, everybody what spoke in tongues. Now look at verse twenty-five. He says, and thus are the secrets of his heart made manifest. And so, falling down on his face, he will worship God and report that God is in you of a truth. So, he's saying that in prophecy, now, that this is beautiful because I, I don't know whether I'll be able to touch on it. So, you can see something that prophecy, all right, prophecy is not just exhortation and comfort. There is a dimension of prophecy that reveals the secret of men's hearts. Praise God. So there's a dimension of prophecy that has revelation gifts inside. Remember we said that every single gift of the Spirit is tied to what? Or Amen? It's tied to it. Okay? So here, it says, And thus are the secrets of his heart made manifest. And so falling down on his face, he will worship God and report that God is in you of a truth. So, The person who is an unbeliever and the person who is ignorant about spiritual things will be convinced that God is in you, not by you speaking in tongues. Praise God. But by you revealing the secrets of what? His heart. Are you following? Are you following? Yeah. Revealing the secrets of his heart. 26. Now says, How is this then, brethren, when you come together? Now, Glory to God. He said, how is it then, brethren, when you come together? He says, every one of you, every one of you had a psalm, had a doctrine, had a tongue, had a revelation, had an interpretation. He says, let all things be done unto what? Now notice, the part that got my attention is that every one of them had something. Everyone. It says, every one of you had something. So that means in the Corinthian church, they came to church with something. So that means church is not for, the way church should run, it's not for everybody to come together and there's a man blessing them primarily. No, there should be that place of people come together and they come with something. What this tells us is that the richness of the fellowship of the saints is in a function of the contribution of every member of the party. Hallelujah. You are supposed to come and supply something. I'm supposed to come and supply something. Praise God. So imagine, all right, he says every one of you, the reason why every one of you has is because every one of them received the spirit. Praise the Lord. Every one of them received the spirit. Let's continue. Amen. Say aloud with me. I have the sights and the sound of the spirit realm. I know the sights and I know the sounds of the spirit realm. I am not ignorant of the realm of the spirit. Louder, I am not ignorant of the realm of the spirit. I am aware. Say that I am aware. Say I am aware. Hallelujah.
1: So. Why speak in tongues? Why speak in tongues, number one? Number one, utterance or tongues is the key to the supernatural. Utterance is the key to the supernatural. Sound always precedes
0: activity. When you look at Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says, and God said, and God said, let there be light, or, and God said, light be. Light came because God said, which means utterance precedes the shining of light. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Utterance. It is by utterance you are able, all right, to get things to happen. Jesus, in Mark 11, all right, cursed the fig tree. By the words he spoke to the fig tree, there was an effect. What was the effect? The tree dried up from the roots. So, utterance preceded the manifestation of power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Utterance. Utterance is the key to the supernatural. Utterance is the key to the supernatural. And if you look at Genesis chapter 1, it says, all right, and the spirit of, of the Lord was over the face of the deep and God said, let there be light. So, we now begin to find that the Spirit goes to work when words have been spoken. Hallelujah. The Spirit goes to work when words have been what? Spoken. In 2 Kings, alright, chapter number 3, Elijah and Elisha, alright, where um, they went over the Jordan. And Elijah said to Elisha, tell me what you want, alright, you know, what do you want? Elisha said, I want a double portion of your spirit, which means I want to be the lead prophet, okay, after you are gone. That's what he wanted. And Elijah said, if you see me go,
1: it's yours. Praise the Lord. Say, if you see me go, then it's yours. So, Elijah goes. Elisha saw it. Then the mantle or the cloth, overcoat
0: of Elijah drops. Elisha picks it up. Now notice. Is what Elisha now does. Elisha did not just strike the water with the mantle alone. No. He said, Where is the Lord God of words of Elisha? So it was utterance that preceded the manifestation. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, in the realm of the spirit, all right, manifestation, all right, is proof that words have been spoken. Amen. Manifestation is proof that words have been spoken. All right, your life will go in the direction of your words. In the indwelling of the Spirit, all right, through speaking in tongues, the Holy Ghost becomes the driver of your life. The Holy Ghost becomes the captain of your life. If
1: you turn your Bibles to the book of James, let me show you this quickly. I'm sure my wife is going to be surprised the way I'm preaching
0: because I was lying down on the bed throughout the day. What normally happens is, the mo- even if I'm not feeling well, the moment I get on the stage, something comes on me. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's anointing. So you don't begin, you are able to, you know,
1: function. Now, I want to show you something. James chapter number three. When you are talking in tongues, the Holy Ghost has taken control of your life.
0: What is happening is the Spirit of God is directing your life in the in you know is leading you in a direction, all right? He wants to drive you. So, because your tongue is the steering wheel of your life.
1: Hallelujah. Look at James 3, verse 1. He says, My brethren, be not many masters,
0: knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is perfect, the perfect man, and able also to redo the what? Hold on. He's able to what? redo what? So he says, The man who is able to control his tongue He's going to control his body. Now, what does that tell you? He's telling you that to control your body, the tool which you need to use to control your body is your tongue. That is powerful. It means if you are struggling with any habits, the way out of that habit is through your tongue. Because your tongue is the steering wheel of your life. So he says, The man who is able to bridle his tongue is able to control his body. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man and able also to bridle the whole body. Hallelujah. So when you talk anyhow, when you always find yourself, I know this thing, I have to say it. What you are telling us from your looseness of lips, we can tell and see that you will not be able to have control over your body. For the man who is able to have control over his tongue has control over his body. Now look at what he now says. He says, Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouth that they may obey us. Hmm. That they may what? Obey us. And we turn about their whole body. So you turn about the whole body of a horse to his mouth. All right? The whole body, to Israel. And I says, Behold, also the ships, which though they be so great, and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever so ever the governor listed. Even so the tongue is a little member, and boasted great things. Behold, how great a matter, a little fire was
1: so, because your tongue
0: is the steering wheel of your life, your steering wheel of your body, the Spirit of God, the moment you get born again, the Holy Ghost takes control of that important faculty of your body, your tongue. Hallelujah. So when you are speaking in tongues, you are giving direction to your life.
1: And the direction you are giving to your life is Spirit-led. Praise God. It's spirit led, spirit inspired. Spirit led, spirit inspired. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Spirit led, spirit inspired. So the guy who is speaking in tongues, the Holy Ghost is saying, I'm in control of this one's life.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm in control of this one's life. Your life goes in the direction of the Spirit. Whenever
0: you find yourself
1: out of sync, or you have just basically
0: say, hey, no, it's like I'm not, I'm not in the right place. Take some time out to speak in tongues. As you're speaking in tongues, you will be what? Be directed to where you ought to be. Praise God. You'll be redirected to where you ought to be.
1: Practice prolonged periods of speaking in tongues. Prolonged periods. Of speaking in tongues. Hallelujah.
0: So we said why speak in tongues? Ostrans is the key of the supernatural. Amen. Alright. In speaking in tongues, the Holy Ghost exercises control over our lives. That's number two. Number three, tongues is a demonstration of the mastery of the born again man over the outer man. When we speak in tongues, the spirit is
1: demonstrating its supremacy. In the man who speaks hallelujah hallelujah number four
0: when tongues are spoken the lateral limits are bypassed as the mind and the natural cognition are unnecessary. so you want to pray about the matter you are not aware of every single issue Every single factor in that matter. Alright? So, what do you do? You take it up in the Holy Ghost. When you take it up into the Holy Ghost, you now find that there are, there are no limitations. <laughs> there are no limitations because the Spirit knows all things. And, as you are praying, the Spirit puts those all things that He knows, alright, in, you know, in the words of what you are saying. Praise God. Bible says, "We know not what we ought to pray for, as we ought."
1: Hallelujah, Amen. Look at Romans chapter eight. Amen. All right, look at it. Romans eight. and verse 26 it says
0: likewise the spirit also helpeth our infirmities for we know not what we should pray for as we ought but the spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be word uttered so we have a limitation in our minds which is not present in the spirit so because the limitation is in our minds And we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. The Holy Ghost takes over. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost takes over. So, as we begin to speak in other tongues, all right, the Holy Ghost is taking over, making strong, you know, all right, making strong
1: supplication, moving the situation in your favor. Praise God. Praise God. Moving the situation in your favor. I believe that there is no such thing as a lost cause. There is no such thing as a lost cause. There is no lost cause. Praise God. There's no lost cause. No such thing. If you would pray,
0: if you are able to pray, hallelujah. If you are able to pray, if you are able to take time out to pray, pray in the Spirit. Glory to God. Pray in the Spirit. Just stay there. Until there's a breaking forth, just stay there. I'm telling you, you would see the glory of God. Praise God. Now, now we've talked about tongues. I just want to touch a bit on interpretation of tongues, because we cannot talk about doctrine of tongues and leave out interpretation, because interpretation of tongues arises because a tongues has been spoken. Are you following? Remember we said that when a man speaks in tongues, it is not a monologue, it is a what? Dialogue. So when he's speaking in tongues, what's going on? He's talking to God and God is talking back to him. So in the tongues he's speaking, there is him talking and there is God's word talking. This is why if we master utterance, you will be able to know what God is saying to you anytime. Because what he's saying to you, the instructions he's giving you is in the tongues. It's in that utterance, that exercise of that gift. Because as you are talking in tongues, talking in tongues, the answer to what you are seeking is in, what, is in that, the operation of that gift.
1: Hallelujah. So let's look at First Corinthians 12. Zo around you know. Are you being blessed? Praise God. Can we read one to go? Verse 4. First Corinthians
0: 12 and verse 4. Can we read one to go? It says what? Now there are diversities of gifts but the same spirit. And there are what? Differences. Alright. Uh-huh. Now right, let's go to seven. It says, "But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to what every man to profit without." Eight. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom; to another the word of knowledge. by the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another what the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another working of miracles. To another prophecy. To another discerning of spirits. To another diverse kinds of tongues. And to another the what interpretation of tongues. Now the the word interpretation of tongues. Alright, interpretation all right it doesn't mean our right. interpretation of tongues doesn't mean translation of tongues praise the lord all right the word interpretation is a greek word hemenia all right hemenia and what hemenia means is to give the meaning of what has been said praise god so, for, so when somebody is speaking in tongues interpreting the tongues it's not you hearing what he has said so it's not you saying Oh, he said, baka, baka, loco." Okay, baka means, loco means no. Remember we said, the power in tongues is not in how it sounds. It's where?
1: In the spirit.
0: So there is something the spirit is signifying as that guy is talking in tongues. Interpretation is what the spirit is signifying. Because the spirit is intelligent. The spirit has a will. The spirit has intellect. Hallelujah. So, for example, Pastor Eddie, when you go home, maybe Madame has cooked um, pounded yam, and you say you want to eat. So, being able to go into the table, all right, open the plate, getting the spoon and starting to eat, is an act of your will. Praise God. All right, it's an act of your will. All right, only someone who is aware and intelligent is able to do that. Praise God. I said, praise God. So, it's the same thing. When you're speaking in tongues, the spirit man is talking. The spirit man is praying. Hallelujah. The spirit man is signifying something. So there is what the spirit is signifying. So when you hear another person speaking in tongues, what you are going to interpret, or the meaning you are going to give, is going to be a function of what what the spirit is signifying. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Now, so how does interpretation
1: come? Glory to God. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 14. Verse 6. 1 Corinthians 14, 6. Can we read one to go? It says, Now,
0: brethren, if I come unto you, speak here in tongues, what shall i profit you except i shall speak to you either by words uh-huh uh-huh or uh-huh. by uh-huh. uh-huh. so what you are seeing here are actually the interpretation so when a man speaks in tongues and he gives interpretation it is either revelation praise god or knowledge hallelujah or prophesying or what doctrine it tells you that you can actually your sermon in tongues, praise God, and then teach it, that's what it means, you understand because when he says, now brethren, if I come unto you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you, except I turn the tongues towards revelation, which means that there is revelation in tongues, are you following, are you following so far, there is revelation where, in tongues, so that is word of knowledge, word of wisdom, Discerning of spirits. So that means, alright, a man can speak in tongues and see a vision. A man can speak in tongues and give a word of knowledge. A man can speak in tongues and give a word of wisdom. Because he says, except, alright, I shall speak to you either by revelation, or by what? Knowledge. Or by what? Prophesy. Or by what? Doctrine.
1: Let me tell you. Most of my sermons I actually prepared them by tongues. That's how, that's how I do it. So
0: what I do is this. Because I can prepare any sermon by just opening Bible, you know, writing, you understand, and things like that. But what I do is, I will spend, all right, a prolonged period of time speaking in tongues. A prolonged period of time speaking in tongues. All right, out like from Friday I will be speaking in tongues. Saturday just be speaking in tongues. Just talking in tongues, talking in tongues, talking in tongues. All right, so sometimes, I, um, I, I'm going to even try to do something about that. Because we want to make sure that my sermons are ready by Friday so that media team can do what they need to do. So I spend time praying in tongues praying in tongues for an extended period of time. And when I want to prepare the notes, the interpretation is is just coming. So I'm just writing, 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 writing. You understand? Just writing like that. You you can do that. You can actually, all right, by tongues, teach doctrine. Praise God. Now, notice that it, it will not function outside of you having been taught to. Amen? Uh-huh. The tune function out of you having been taught. But, alright, in that you want to bless people with what you're saying, alright, you can get the, what you're saying, alright, through tongues. So, if they tell you to come and exhort, spend time praying in tongues. If you are preaching for three hours, spend six hours praying in tongues. If you are preaching for one hour, spend like four hours talking in tongues before you climb the pulpit
1: to exhort. Hallelujah. When you do that, the word will come with what? With power. Hallelujah. It will come with what? Power. You know. Alright, so. Alright, by knowledge or
0: by prophecy or by doctrine. Next verse, can we read? It says what? Well, and even things without life giving... Now, pay attention. Pay attention. It says, <coughs> and even things without life giving sound. <coughs> Whether pipe or harp. Except they give a distinction in the sounds. How shall it be known what is piped or harped? So what is he saying? He's saying that if you make a sound, if there is no distinction in the sound, no. Okay, for example, how many of you have watched some um, epic battles and stuff like that? You find out that whenever they want to, they want you to advance. There's a particular sound they make. When they want you to retreat, there's a particular sound they make. So in the battlefield, okay. The kind of sound being made determines the response. So what Paul is saying is, And even things without life giving sound, whether pipe or harp, except they give a distinction in the sound, how shall it be known what is pipe or harp? Next verse, verse 8, want to go, he says what? For if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself to the battle? Next verse, 9. So likewise, except the utter by the tongue, words easy to be understood. So now, this is where we now come to interpretation. What he's talking about is now that, listen, alright, when it comes to ministering to the assembly, you need to be able to minister to them in such a way that they can understand you. Hallelujah. All right. So he's now beginning to talk about the interpretation of tongues and prophecy. So he says, So likewise, ye, except ye utter by tongue words easy to be understood, how shall it be known what is spoken? For ye shall speak where? Into the air. Now, next verse. All right. There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them is without what? Signification. So that means every voice signifies something. Are you following? Are you following? Uh huh. Next verse. Alright. Therefore, if I know not the meaning of the voice, I shall be unto him that speaketh a word, a barbarian, uh-huh, and he that speaketh shall be a word, a barbarian unto what, me. Next verse. Even so ye, forasmuch as ye are zealous of spiritual gifts, seek that ye may excel to the word edifying of the church. So, for example, if we start saying, let us speak in tongues, and we start speaking in tongues, you are edifying yourself. But if I now tell you, turn to the person by your right or by your left and begin to prophesy towards them the words you prophesy to them we edify them are you following we are going to do that by the way in a few minutes all right you would you know minister by tongues and interpretation all right praise the lord amen so so even so ye for as much as he has zealous of spiritual gifts seek that he may excel to the edifying of church. now pay attention he said seek that he may excel which means excelling in spiritual gifts is your responsibility. He said, you should seek that he may excel. So that means, I can seek to excel where utterance is concerned. Praise God. Praise God. I can seek to excel where utterance is concerned. I can seek to excel where power gift is concerned. I can seek to excel where the healing, and healing gift is concerned. He said, seek that he may excel. To the edifying of the church. Let it be that your operation in this gift, all right, causes the church to do well. Hallelujah. So Paul is telling you, instead of focusing on edifying yourself, focus on edifying what? The church. Next verse. All right. He says, Therefore, let him that speaketh in an unknown tongue pray that he may what? You see that? What he's saying is, Wherefore, well, let him that speaketh in an unknown tongue, pray the interpretation. So he's saying, move from tongues to the interpretation. Now, how do, do you know interpretation? I'll, I'll tell you, It's very easy. How many of you have been praying, you, praying in tongues? Then all of a sudden, as you're praying in tongues, all right, um, you just begin to, your mind begins to focus on something. As you're praying in tongues. How many of you that happens? You're praying in tongues, Your mind begin to focus on, some, on someone or sometimes you're praying in tongues, like you're praying in tongues, you're praying in tongues, setting words in English, you understand, you want to, be, you, you, you feel that you begin to say those words in English, okay? That what is going on is because tongues and interpretation being one flow, alright, you have to move from the unknown tongues to the known, so you move from unknown, alright, in the Holy Ghost to the known. So. How do you discern interpretation?
1: Phrases. Hallelujah. Phrases. Phrases. You're praying in tongues, and all of a sudden, certain phrases want to start coming out of your mouth. Glory to God. Or you're speaking in tongues, then you begin to see a house. Hallelujah. A house. Praise God, a house, someone's house. Then you get in there, you see a child being abused. Right? Then after
0: you see that, you see a child being abused, and the child has grown up, and the child is having issues concerning that. So what is going on is that by tongues and utterance, you have been able to decipher what happened to that person you are, you understand? Then after you have stated this is what happened, you now give a word of edification, exhortation, and comfort. Because, all right, you don't just reveal the past, you must now affirm them in Christ. So tongues and interpretation and prophecy, it, requires, it takes a lot of skill. You, because when the Bible says that seek to excel, it means that you can be poor in the demonstration of these things, and you can be excellent at the demonstration. You can get to a point where you are excellent in the demonstration of utterance, and you can get to a point where you are, you are not excellent in utterance. Praise God. For example, I, I was listening to one minister, and this guy was saying, he just met to a lady, and he said, I see your pants in the spirit. Yeah. that I, I see your pants in the spirit. Your, your pants is, is red. Is it not red? It's red. Yes, man of God. Uh-uh. <laughs> I was wondering, how exactly does that edify?
1: Did he see it Maybe. Yes. So you understand? Because it doesn't edify the person. Praise God.
0: Revelation about the color of my underwear doesn't edify me any way shape or form.
1: Praise God. Are you following? So that is why, where it comes with training. Training. Glory to God.
0: So for example, you see someone who would see someone, it would be praying and standing from somebody, and he will now tell you what is going on in your life. Like for example, all these prophets, and they will not tell you the solution is for you to go and bath in one place. What's going on? The issue is that prophet is not trained, he has not been properly trained. So there's an ennaless with his ministry. You understand? Hallelujah. When you're properly trained, all right, you've been taught the word of God, you can now excel. So say, wherefore, let him that speak in an unknown tongue, pray that he may interpret. So pray the interpretation. So when you're speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues, watch out for phrases. All right, phrases. All right, that will come, that you're saying in your known language. Hallelujah. Then again, when you're praying in tongues, watch out for where your mind goes to. Because you see, interpretation of tongues, this is how it works. In interpretation of tongues, you're speaking in tongues, the light in your spirit is shining forth into your mind. So in interpretation of tongues, What's going on is that your spirit is bringing your mind into its fellowship. Because in interpretation, you are going to be speaking in your known tongue. And if you are going to speak in your known tongue, your mind is involved. Are you following? Your mind is involved. mind is involved. So what's going on is that in interpretation, the light in your spirit is shining through your mind. Then you now go, oh, this is where this is going. Oh, this is where this is going. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. So when we hold, we, anyway, don't hold hands because you know, just you're praying in tongues for some, you know, someone. All right, just praying in tongues for you know five, ten minutes. Okay, as you're praying in tongues, you now freezes. Then there, there, there are some time you get, you get to an in interpretation that as you're speaking in tongues, you will just know what to say. I mean, if you, are, you know, you know that, you know, you just speak in tongues then you just know what to say because you have gotten to that point where. You can just flow from, switch from tongues to interpretation. But for the beginners, all right, high word phrases, then pictures. As you're praying, you just begin to see some images. Hallelujah. In your spirit. And so what is this, a house? Why am I seeing a house? What is this, Ogun State? Why am I seeing Ogun State? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You understand? So, and as you are noticing that, don't now the mistake many people make is, Whenever things like that happen, they will now be thinking it's their mind. How many of you know what I'm talking about? There is nothing that has robbed many Christians of the supernatural than thinking that that operation was their mind. We're speaking in tongues, you say, No, I think it's my mind. All right, Word of knowledge came and you think it's my mind? I can, I can, you say, yeah, somebody has pain in his right leg. No,
1: my mind, praise God, praise God all right so you have to learn how to flow with the spirit amen
0: so once tongues has gone forth all right the interpretation is in the same flow so you can also give the interpretation after you've spoken in tongues
1: all right let's rise up on our feet albert can we get on the keyboard let me just begin to speak in other tongues all right take yourself in.
0: You have just listened to a message by Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleye of Oikea Christian Center. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikeacc.org. Remain blessed.